Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. We're going to talk today about purpose, finding your purpose. Uh, growing up in church, uh, really going my whole life to church, I began to see people who came and went, and a lot of people when it came to around teenage years and uh, the years of responsibility where you start getting into 16, 17, 18, and through the 20s where there becomes a, for some people, a disconnect between uh, their church life, their life as a Christian, and um, and then what they consider regular life, like church and, and Christianity becomes kind of like an elective that you take at high school. I'm taking this to get a grade or where, hey, I'm taking this to, to um, I'm, I'm a Christian so I can go to heaven and I'm just making sure that that's taken care of. Like it's almost like something you just check off on a list. But there's a uh, purpose that God has for every one of our lives. Um, there's a there's something that we were designed to do. There's certain things that God's designed for all of us to do. There's certain things that God has for no matter what we're called to do for our work or our career, certain things that God has for us. But beyond that, there's also um, uh, specific things that God has uh, lined up for each of us. And but But we have to come to know what that purpose is. Um, why we're alive. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit today. And this is important because uh, this makes it where all of life, no matter what you're doing, from the time you wake up in the morning to the time you go to bed at night, uh, is is geared around the kingdom of God. Matthew 6.33, I often say it's the, it's the key verse, but it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. But then you have people who are like, I don't understand this. I don't understand how I can worship the Lord. Like it's almost like a disconnect where, yeah, I've got my time at work and I've got my time at church. And yes, there is a difference. There's one where you literally come and raise your hands and close your eyes and worship the Lord and you're there to receive from the word, right? But, you know, in the same way, your work can be worshiped to God, but it has to be able to link and it links through this word that we call purpose. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, Purpose means it's the word purpose is the original intent for the creation of a thing or the original reason that something exists. It's, it's really the destination that prompts the journey. Uh, everything you see, if you, if you look around you, there's things that were created for a purpose. There's a couch on my left and uh, uh, created for a, cur- a purpose, right? So it's designed to maximize a certain purpose. We have this restoration hardware couch that's this brown leather and it's deep. And, and so they've, you know, there's companies that perfect certain things. I've got a cell phone and, and created for a purpose. I got a, a Bible and a blank notebook. And so it's created for a purpose. I mean, for me, it's a frustrating thing where people have, you know, there's, I like journals and I like writing and, and uh, you'll go and you'll find journals where you open it and there's writing by somebody else in it, like quotes in it, right? There's a, there's some blank pages, but every few blank pages there's an, a page that's got quotes in it or has got. I'm like, what are you doing? A journal is here for me to. It's for me to talk to the paper, not for somebody else to talk to the paper. You're. This isn't the purpose that it was created for. I, you know, if I want to read quotes, I'll buy a book of quotes. A journal is something that you write in, and so purpose is important. And this is why the worldview. The Christian worldview is the only one that can make life make sense. Because if we did just 
happen by chance. If it was just a gas explosion, who know, no one can tell us where the gas came from, but the gas exploded and then now we're all here and everything's been over chance and over hundreds of billions of years and now we're here and we're here for such a short time in the blink of 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 what time is and 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 nothing's on purpose, everything's by accident. There's no real purpose to life. When Mother Teresa died, you know, it, it all fades to black. When Hitler died, it fades to black. When when Hitler and Mother Teresa die, there's no difference between the two of them. Then it becomes like, what is the purpose that I'm here? And that's why you get people who have, uh, who have you ask them what's life about, and they say, well, you know, you just try to leave, leave the pl- earth. Just these slogans. They're just like quoting slogans. Leave the earth better than it came. And it becomes about the earth so our race can be sustained you know, and, and, oh, I just want to have good experiences. Deep down, people just want to, basically, life becomes about pleasure. How much pleasure can I get out of my life before I die? You know, I've got this time. And then, and then nothing counts for eternity. So people's framework of their life, they judge success based on their 90 or 100 years that they're given. But that's not what life is. Life is far past when you die. Your Your life really is just getting started. Even if you're 95 and you feel like I'm getting ready to go home to be with the Lord, your life is just getting started because life is not the time that we have just on this earth. The moment you die, I used to think that you wouldn't forget, you wouldn't remember anything. It's like a fade to black and then you have a different life in heaven. You you don't even lose consciousness. And I know it's crazy to say that, but it's like your spirit leaves your body. You hear people who have who have testimonies and have stories of, of dying and leaving their body or being near death. And it's like their spirit was leaving their body, still fully conscious, just saying, hey, the time in that old earth suit has come to an end. So people judge life based on this. They make their decisions based on if people knew that the right retirement plan wasn't a 401k, it was having Jesus Christ in your heart. The number one most important decision you make is on planet earth is is whether or not to invite Jesus into your heart and whether to serve him. And so our purpose, number one, if you're taking notes, number one, our purpose is to know God. We were created to know God. So we go back to the garden and you see Adam in the garden and, and God created him. And the first thing is that God talked with Adam. There was a relationship between God and man. And this really upsets the devil because the devil had a relationship with God. He was in heaven. He was the the, the leader of the worship in heaven. And, and so for Adam, uh, for, the, for Satan, I believe there was jealousy because now Adam is, is here in the same place. He's got this, this garden and he's in paradise and he has this relationship with God. And then God gives him something to do. Before he gives him a wife, he gives him something to do. And he puts him in the garden and he says, subdue it. He says, work the garden, basically. And so God, so man has a job. Man has something to do. And his payment is the, is the fruit that the garden produces. And so man was made for purpose. There's a per, there's part of your life that'll never be fulfilled without work. You know, for me, uh, I'll ask myself, you know, we everyone plays the what if game, right? If this happened, what would I do? You know, if if I won the lottery, if I won a billion dollars, if I won the mega mega ball lottery or whatever it is, mega millions whatever. And all of a sudden I had a billion dollars or 250 million dollars placed in my hand. It wouldn't change anything that I'm doing. It wouldn't change it. I would still show up for work the next day. And it's always been that way, even when I was in sales. Why? Because I'm not doing this just for the money. I don't do anything just for the money. I've, I've, I mean, maybe there was a time when I was a teenager, I was like, yeah, I'd like to make some extra money. 
But for me, there's a purpose. Everything that I do, I do for the kingdom of God. So if there's no pay or if there's a million dollars, it doesn't make that much of a difference to me. I'm still going to do it regardless. Yes, I, I'm, I may come in with a new pair of shoes the next day and maybe a new vehicle if I want a billion dollars, but I'm, 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 I'm still going back to doing it. Why? Because I was created and God gave me my marching orders. So there's something about man that was created, man or woman that was created to do something. We were created for purpose. If you told me for the, for the rest of my life, I had to just live in a mansion and I wasn't allowed to work and I was allowed to just have hobbies and I would have hundreds of millions, that sounds miserable to me. I know, I know we all grew up watching Richie Rich, so it's like, well, at least I did, that movie where like, hey, there's a McDonald's in the house and this guy's got, you know, you, an indoor basketball court and you look at that and you're like, man, wouldn't that be awesome for that to be life? But there comes a point when you realize my life on the earth needs to be about something that adds, number one, to the kingdom of God. Number two, um, you know, I'm not, I'm, if you've been listening for a while, you know I'm not, I'm not big on the save the planet stuff. For me, the leave it better than you found it thing doesn't hold much weight simply because I read in the Bible and the Bible says that the Lord's going to set the elements on fire. The Lord's going to burn this freaking earth down to the ground and he's going to make a new one. So for me, you know, animals are important to God. Yes, I'm, I'm against animal cruelty. I'm against just just burning stuff just to burn stuff. But I'm not one of those who, you know, you see people, if you follow any National Geographic or anything on Instagram, people who comment like those wildfires in Australia. Man, I, people are so stupid. I wish people didn't exist so these animals could live out there. Well, are you kidding me? <laughs> Humans are far greater, far more valuable than the animal kingdom. Me as a human, I am more valuable to God than every animal on planet Earth put together. I'll say that again, because I'm created in His image. I'm created in the image of God, and I have a spirit, and I have a free will. Animals don't have a spirit. Animals have a soul. They have emotions. They have, they have runoff of instinct. But you, one person, are far greater. It's the same way. You have more value to God than all the real estate and all the uh, on planet earth. You carry more you carry more weight to God. And so the purpose for us number 1 is to know God. Number 2 is to work. There's a purpose. What is that work? Well, uh, in Mark 16, we see it Mark 16 verse 15. It says, "Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature." This isn't a scripture only for preachers. I'm called to the fivefold ministry. You may or you may not be. But that doesn't change the fact that you are called to pre as a Christian, called to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Everything as a Christian that God calls you to do should have souls as the number one focus. The Bible says that God's not slow concerning his promise, but he's giving more time for people to repent. The only reason Jesus hasn't come back yet is because the fullness of the Gentiles have not come in. There are more people that need to be born again before Jesus comes back. God's number one agenda on this earth is souls, is people being born again. So if your life as a Christian is, is, and you have to be able to take account and take stock, what am I doing to forward the kingdom of God? And be honest with yourself. You know, I had a, I had a moment, I had a time a few months ago during the quarantine. I'm like, am I winning enough souls? Am I reaching enough people? And I had to have a heart to heart with myself and say, I'm purposing to reach more people. God, give me the boldness that I need to reach more people. I'm not happy with the amount of souls that I'm seeing saved personally, one-on-one. It needs to be more. It's some, but it needs to be more. And that's what I was saying. And so and so now the Lord's helping me. Yesterday when I went for a run, 
Uh, I ran five miles like I normally do three times a week. And, uh, and I see this guy walking on the way back and a young guy. And I stopped to meet him and I, and I just shared the gospel with him. He had just come back from the hospital. He's having chest pain. I got to pray with him to receive Jesus, lay hands on him to be healed and, and impacted his life. He's like, I was walking and just saying, God, please help me. God, please help me take this pain away. And then, and he's like, and then you stopped, you know? And so you see where God is looking. God is looking to get the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are in a time period on this earth that's called the time period of grace. It's really God's mercy. The hand of God, the mercy of God's extended. There's coming a time where there'll be no more mercy. There'll be judgment. But that time is not yet. And so the Bible says, while it is still day, let's work. And so you have to look. Maybe you're not called to the ministry. But number one, you should be winning souls. That is your purpose. You should be winning souls one-on-one. Well, I'm just not bold enough. So you're telling me that you're going to stand before God and say, God, I wasn't bold enough. Well, come and ask me for boldness, he'd say. You should have, and I don't know how these conversations are going to go at the end of our lives, but all I know is I'm not going to be unprepared when I get there and have 90 years of just pushing off what God has called me to do and say, oh, you know, I just, I guess I didn't really make time for it. No, it's, it's my, my number one priority is to go to heaven. My number two, as a Christian, my actual purpose is to advance the kingdom. And so you'll answer only for what God has called you to do. You won't answer for what God has called me to do. But all of us, the Bible says, are ministers of reconciliation, that we're equipped to do the work of the ministry. So God enables us. So number one, we should all be winning souls. Number two, with our money, if you're in business, your money should be going to souls. If you go to a church that there's no soul winning program, there's no harvest that's coming out of the church, they maybe don't do altar calls, or if they do, they're like, hey, stick around and talk to somebody. You should go to a different church, number one, but you should find a church that's invested in souls because it's if it's God's number one purpose, if a church isn't doing it, they're not serving God like they should. And and I know that's harsh because there's many churches in America today that the altar calls are like, if you want to find out more information about it, enter a relationship with Jesus, come and meet with one of our prayer teams. No, that's bogus. You call, you pull, you do an altar call. If there's no outreach teams... Not, not missionary work with their painting houses, teams that are going out on a weekly basis. If there's, if there's no person who's leading evangelism, then it's a problem because that's God's priority. God's priority is more people being saved. And the local church isn't supposed to just be a place of comfort where people going through storms can come and hang out and get refreshed. It's, it's part of that, but it's a place to get equipped to go take the world for Jesus, take your city for Jesus. And so our purpose is based around the Great Commission. So I want you to ask yourself, am I winning souls? Number one, is my money winning souls? Is it going to a place? If it's not, you you tithe to your local church. But if you're in a church that's not winning souls, find another church. In the meantime, tithe to the river at Tampa Bay. Send your tithe. Give to evangelists, not your tithe, anything above. You're giving to people who are winning souls. There's things that impact the heart of God. When you make souls a priority, whether you're in business, whether you're whatever, there should never be a time in your life where you're not reaching out to tell, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you're being honest and you say, I've never won souls, I've never really done it, and I don't know what I'm doing, then I want to invite you to go to revival.com and search soul winning tools. We have something called, or you could just go to Google and type in gospel soul winning script, and you'll find this. And it's a, it came out of the River Church, and it's a very simple way to lead people to Jesus. Something you can just walk up and say, hey, can I read this to you and see souls saved? You make a decision. Make a decision before it's too late. Our purpose on the earth, let me finish by reading one, one scripture here, Ecclesiastes chapter 13. 
before we wrap up. Ecclesiastes 13. Excuse me, there's no 13. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. God's called you to love him. God's called you to a relationship with him. And then God's called you to work and purpose. And the purpose is souls. God will speak to you and show you specifically what your purpose is for your life. But it begins by doing what his purpose is shown in his word. Before you know the specifics, he may be at, if you don't know the specifics and you're waiting to know the specifics, start with what you do already know, what's revealed in the word. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you soon.